the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, we have a second collection today, but it's only for my dad because I need a new phone. So, <laughs> love you. Thank you. <laughs> How many were here uh, for the St. Jude Relic on Wednesday? Right? A beautiful, beautiful Wednesday uh, that we had in this church and just how amazing it was to see this church packed with thousands of people and just to see how the Lord was working through this beautiful saint, right, that so many of us have a devotion to, so many of us have prayed to constantly uh, numerous times, uh, novenas and different prayers to, to ask St. Jude to be with us. And it was a beautiful thing. I think for me, one of the most beautiful things was seeing how many sick people came forward. Uh, how many handicapped people came forward just to see this beautiful relic, this bone of St. Jude, and to receive healing uh, from him and from the Lord through this relic. It was something that I haven't seen in a while. You know, I don't think I've seen that many people come to church for a relic, which was amazing. St. Jude is known as the saint of impossible cases. So I put my stomach on the glass, but I'm still at the butt this Sunday. Um, <laughs> I was told I have to pray to St. Rita now, so I'm going to pray to St. Rita for that intention. <laughs> it was an amazing thing to see for me personally as a priest and to see people's faith, right? And just the faith of our community and the fact that our parking lot was packed, the streets were packed with people, and the church was literally filled with people from 1 p.m. until 11.30 p.m. But I have to say that this relic, right, and nothing against relics. Relics are a beautiful thing, and they're powerful, and there's a lot of power that come from these. But this relic that is just a bone, a bone that is dead, a bone that has no life in it, compares nothing to the Most Holy Eucharist. Right? We're blessed with the gift of the Most Holy Eucharist. And that was a Wednesday here at Mother of God. If you didn't know, every single Wednesday at Mother of God, we have adoration and confessions at 5 and Mass at 6. This past Wednesday, we had thousands of people here. But every Wednesday, we might have maybe 50, 60 people who come to sit in front of Jesus and to receive him in the Eucharist at Mass. So where is our faith in this? Like, how much do we actually believe in Jesus? How much do we actually believe in the power of the Eucharist? And I bring this up because in the Gospel, Jesus is using this parable. And the word that he uses that really strikes me is idle. He's, he uses this, this image of a household owner, of this vineyard worker who goes out and he tries to find people to work in his vineyard. And as he's going out and he's trying to find people to work... What he's finding is people who are in the marketplace, people who are just standing around all day, literally doing nothing. They're idle, they're lazy, they're comfortable, and they're just sitting in their comfort, sitting in their laziness, wasting time. That's what this householder is finding. I think Jesus uses this image because we very easily can be like that. That in our own faith, in our own relationship with God, we can waste time. We can be lazy in our faith. We can just be kind of dull and lukewarm in our faith. Because if our faith was alive, right, if we had passion and we had devotion for Jesus, then there would literally be no empty spots on Sundays. Our chapels would be packed. Our adoration times would be full. And there would be lines to come and see Jesus. 
You know, it's so crazy to me every time I pass Chick-fil-A. This always kills me. But Chick-fil-A has lines that go on around and around and around, right, for a fried chicken sandwich, okay? But then our adoration chapels are empty throughout the day. Like, where is our devotion for God? Where are our priorities? Who is our idol? Is Jesus our true idol? Is Jesus our true God? Or is he not? It's very simple. I watched recently on YouTube a conversion of a Satanist. So a Satanist is someone who worships the devil. It's literally their own type of religion where they receive power from the devil, they worship the devil, they fall down to the devil, they sell their soul to the devil. And the Satanist, his name is Zachary King. And when I watched his story, it changed my whole outlook, especially on the Eucharist. So this Satanist, and he was one of the high wizards of his coven, right, of his little cult of Satan. He was one of the high wizards. He was the one with the most power in his little place. And he eventually starts having a conversion, simply because a woman came into his store one day and she gave him a miraculous medal. She placed the miraculous medal in his hand and from that moment, from that one touch of the miraculous medal, he started having a conversion. And he wanted to find Jesus and he knew that Jesus was the truth after that. He just started believing. So during his conversion, as he was moving away from Satan to Jesus, he eventually became Protestant and then made his way to the Catholic Church. And he heard that in the Catholic Church, you can sit with God. That's what he heard. He heard in the church, there's a chapel, and in that chapel, you can go and sit with God. So he's telling this story, and he says, well, how do I do this? Do I have to put my name down on a sign-up she and they'll call me in two months or they'll call me in two years and they'll say okay your time is up to see god and he said how do i do this he said i've been to pink floyd i've been to this concert and i waited seven hours to see pink floyd seven hours and he said i can't imagine what the wait is going to be to come and see god so they told him no they said just go to church go to the chapel and it's there so he pulls into the parking lot and there's only one other car in the parking lot. He gets down, he goes into the chapel, he opens the door, and there's one older lady there, that's it, sitting in the chapel, and she turns around and she looks at him, and she says, I have to go, I have to leave, and you can't leave till another person comes. And she leaves him there with Jesus. He was shocked. He said, this is God, this is Jesus. And no one's here. There's no lines to see Jesus. Where is the faith? Where is our devotion? We can't just be comfortable in our faith anymore. We can't just be lazy in our faith and standing around all day wasting time. Think about how much time we waste in our day. Whether it's on our phones, on social media, watching our shows, watching movies. How much time we waste in our day that could be wasted with Jesus. The best time that we can waste is with Jesus. The best time we can spend is with Jesus. That's why we have these chapels. That's why we have these places that are 24-7, that anytime we want, anytime, we can come and be with Him. 
I just want to get a gauge of where our people are at, right? I know that many of us have probably been to adoration or have probably sat with God in adoration. When you go there, how many of you have actually experienced God? I just want you to raise your hand. Like you've come into an encounter with God, you've experienced God. Okay? Thank you. Put your hands down. This is the point of God wanting to be in the Eucharist. Jesus is in the Eucharist so that we can experience him, so that we can encounter him, so that we can come face to face with him. That's why he's there. The Eucharist has absolutely changed my life. Changed it completely. I'm in love with God because of the Eucharist. I'm in love with his church because of the Eucharist. And the time that I get to spend in front of the Eucharist has changed me. One of the the best things I was able to do at St. George when I was there was I was allowed to construct and to commission a chapel in our priest home, right? So not every priest home, not every rectory where priests live has a chapel. And so when I got to St. George, we didn't have a chapel. We didn't have a chapel in our house. So anytime we wanted to pray, we had to pray in the church. And you know how that goes for some of you. When a khaltu walks in, all of your peace drops, right? Because khaltus have to lip their prayers and whisper their prayers out loud. And sometimes it's not very peaceful when you're sitting there. And so I said, I need my own place to just be with Jesus. So I was allowed to do this. And after two years, we had this beautiful chapel in our home. And it was upstairs, right by our bedrooms. And anytime we wanted, we could go to the Eucharist. I saw how that chapel changed the priest I was living with. I saw it. I saw how it changed our relationships. I saw how it changed our ministry. And I saw how it changed our church. Because there was a place where priests could go and be with Jesus anytime they wanted and have that one-on-one with God. But you all have that. You all have that ability to be with God anytime you want. Anytime you want. 25, 33 pound. Anytime you want to go into that room, to go into that place and be with Him. We turn to so many things to try to relieve us. Think about how much stress we go through, how much we have to endure, how much we have to carry. And Jesus is there because He wants us to just throw that all at His feet. That's why he's there. To throw all of that at his feet and to say, Jesus, all I want is you. All I want is your love. All I want is your peace. All I want is your joy. Just give me you. And when you do that, when you practice that, not just once a week, not just twice a week, but many times a week, when you're practicing that, your life will completely change. Because there's power in the Eucharist. Just as we had this great faith on Wednesday to come before a bone of a saint, which was amazing. And we fell at our knees at the bone of St. Jude. Why are we not doing that with Jesus? Why are we not running to Jesus, falling on our knees at the Eucharist, waiting to receive the miracle that we need, the blessing that we need? He'll give it to us. I've experienced that countless times in my life where I've been annoyed, where I want to snap on the entire world, and I go to Jesus and I give that to him, and instantly it's gone. Gone. Because that's his power. That's his grace. 
So I want to challenge you this week to do that. To go to the Lord, challenge yourselves to go to Him, and ask Him, Jesus, I want to encounter you. When I come before you, I want to experience you. I want to know that this isn't just a piece of bread, but that this is truly you. And my brothers and sisters, that's why we come to Mass. We are literally here at this Mass, at this altar, to receive the Eucharist, to worship God in the Eucharist. That's the total difference between us and Protestants. That the Mass is not about the preacher. The Mass is not about the homily. The Mass is about Him. That's why we're here. To come to worship Him, to receive Him, and to walk away renewed. So my prayer for you is when you receive the Eucharist today, that you would encounter Him in a way you've never encountered Him before. In a new way. Jesus says, I make all things new. That means when we receive Him, He wants to renew us He wants to show us a new way of His love, a new part of His heart. So when we receive Him today, let's keep that in mind, that Jesus wants to reveal something new to us. He wants us to receive His love. He wants us to be set on fire for Him. Amen.